Prophetic Healing and Miracles Night. Ministry of Fire invites you to He is God, Holy Spirit Power Program. Do you need prayer, healing, or deliverance? Know that God's healing power and healing virtue is touching you today. God wants to take your pain and turn it into joy, your sorrow into success. Turn your tragedy into a triumph. God is bringing a turnaround in your life. He is breaking the darkness and bringing you into God's marvelous light. Your miracle is waiting for you.
prophetic healing and miracles night. Ministry of Fire invites you to He is God, Holy Spirit Power Program. Do you need prayer, healing, or deliverance? Know that God's healing power and healing virtue is touching you today. God wants to take your pain and turn it into joy, your sorrow into success. Turn your tragedy into a triumph. God is bringing a turnaround in your life. He is breaking the darkness and bringing you into God's marvelous light. Your miracle is waiting for you.
Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. Let him that glories glory in that they know me. Exercising love and kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. By wisdom, a house is built, by understanding, it is established. Wisdom is more precious than rubies and nothing you desire compares to her. Wisdom and money can get you almost anything, but only wisdom can save your life. Judgment and righteousness in the earth. I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. And in all of it get understanding I am the Lord Exercising love and kindness Judgment and righteousness Judgment and righteousness in the earth. In the earth.
King of kings and Lord of lords, we vow before your throne. Your majesty, the great I am, we stand before your throne in humbleness and adoration. Let a supernatural worship anoint sons of men 
from the place of his dwelling He looks to the inhabitants of the earth He fashions their hearts And considers their works Yes, God looks from heaven God looks from heaven He knows all He sees all He is with us At all times Yes, God looks from heaven around those who fear him and hope in his mercy he delivers their soul from death and keeps them alive in famine our soul waits for the Lord let your mercy Protect us, restore us, Lord, and let your face shine, and we will be saved. He knows all, He sees all, He is with. be to the Lord. Mighty God, creator of everything that exists, you are the only true God. We give you praise. We honor you tonight. We thank you for allowing us to come to another year. Thank you for opening our eyes, opening our heart to receive 
Thank you for being our true God, worthy to be praised and worthy to be adored. We thank you for the way you have protected us last year. For the way you provided for us. For the way you guided us. For allowing us to be your servant. For speaking to us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father God, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. And Jesus, we love you. Thank you for the supernatural strength that you have given us. Thank you for that faith that you have deposited in us. The measure of faith, Lord, we thank you. But this year, Lord, it is our desire to fulfill our destiny, to understand what the assignment, what your plan and purpose is for our lives. That we'll be attentive every time that you speak. that we will be attentive when you whisper in our ears, Lord. Give us the heart to serve others. Give us the heart to help others. Give us the heart to be a blessing to everyone that comes in contact with us. Let your light shine through us, that they may see your good works and glorify the Father that is in heaven. We thank you, Lord, because we know that we are dressed for battle. And we know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Thank you for giving us the liberty until today to worship you. Prepare our hearts for what's come. That we will always be guided by the Holy Spirit. that we will know without a doubt that you are the one that is walking with us, that our heart belongs to you, that our mind is yours, 
that everything that we have or everything we do, we'll do it to glorify you. That we will not have alternative motives while we're doing what you're calling us to do, but we will do it with a clean heart. to serve others. You are such a good God. You're worthy to be praised. You are worthy for us to honor you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We bow down to you in adoration. Mighty and powerful God. Lord, we pray for this world. For America, that is the country that you have placed us We ask you for your grace and mercy. But Lord, that you will have grace and mercy on every world, every place in this world, Lord. That we will understand clearly, Lord, that our only hope is in you. there is no other way but to surrender to you Lord so today we surrender to you Lord help us to live in holiness to make you proud. You are the only thing we have. We don't have anything else or anybody else, but you are the only thing that we really need. You are a marvelous God. We thank you tonight, Lord. We can stop saying thank you for everything you do. Lord, help us to come away from things that are not pleasing unto you. That we will live a holy life before you and before the world, Lord.
our our emotions will be always in under your control that your motives will be always under your control that our plan and purpose lord it will be the one that you have created for us and that we will never ever come out of our destiny that destiny that you created before the foundation of the world for each one of us because happiness will come from obedience and we just thank you lord again and again holy spirit stay with us you know that you're always welcome because without you there is nothing we can do be part of this podcast lord for those that are listening and even for those that will listen at a later day i pray that you will bless them lord that those that are having mental problems lord we declare and decree that they are healed by the power of the holy spirit Father, I thank you, Lord, for those that are living in a turmoil that after today, their life will never be the same. Turmoil goes in the name of Jesus and healing will come from heaven and it will never leave them. will be forever and ever. Father, for those that are going through a transition, many are saying, if this is the God that I want to serve. Many are backslidden, Father God. Even though they still continue going to church and reading the word and doing things that we call church things, Lord, they're backslidden because their heart is not. Father, we pray for everyone that has been away from you, Lord, that in grace and mercy, they will come home. We're calling you home. Come home, come home, come home in the name of Jesus. And we declare and decree that anything that is disrupting their mind must go in the name of Jesus. They're back, their mind is clear, and they will rejoice as they serve the Almighty God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. No, because we go to church means that we are okay with you, Lord. This is not about church. This is about becoming one with you and obeying you. I pray, Lord, that this year will be the year of the harvest. We're gonna declare, Lord, 
that this year will be the year of the harvest. We declare that this year would be a year where the prodigal sons are coming home. Lord, even those that are in drug addiction, homosexuality, Lord, that they are lost out there. We declare that this is the year they're coming home, that they will have an encounter with you, a divine encounter with you, and that they will come home and they will be ready to take their cross and follow you, Lord. As we every single day take the cross and follow you, Father God, give us the wisdom and the discernment to do those things that you have called us to do. That we will not deviate for any reason out of your plan and purpose. Speak through me, Lord. Speak through us tonight. And I pray that as I speak from your heart, you're speaking through me, but it is your heart that it will be clarity of mind and that they will understand how important it is for you that they will fulfill their destiny. Destiny that they were created for. And Lord, we just thank you. I bless everyone that is listening and those that will listen at a later day. You are blessed. Remember, this is the beginning of the new year, but you are blessed. You are highly favored. You are God's creation. He created you with an assignment that you must fulfill while you are on this earth. Make it your priority. People might laugh at you. Maybe they say you lost it. But stay still and see the salvation of the Lord concerning your destiny. Ask God for clarity and to take you to a place where they will understand that the most important thing after salvation is to fulfill our mandate. You decide what we need to do. We don't pick and choose the church we go. Lord, you said that you will plant us 
There is a place that you will plant us, that we can grow. and fulfill our destiny. And we thank you tonight, because as we clarify everything that you put in our heart, Lord, I pray that the, those that are listening will get a hunger and a thirst to know you better. And as they know you better, you will unveil your destiny for them. In Jesus' name, Father, we rejoice today because this is a new year where you will give us opportunities to do new things for your kingdom, to bless many people and to rejoice together. Lord, unity, you said we will not survive unless there is unity. It doesn't matter what's coming ahead. Because for those that you said they're mine, those that are sold out to you, there is nothing to fear. Absolutely nothing to fear. And we thank you for that. We love you. We adore you, Holy Spirit. Father God and Jesus, and we just thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We love you. And we love you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And praise God. Happy New Year. What I say is blessed New Year. And I pray that this year will be the year where uh, God's destiny will be unveiled for you. I always say that after you become born again and you surrender your life to the Lord, then we need to learn how to become one with Him. And as we become one with Him, He unveiled for us our destiny, which is his plan and purpose for our lives. And in case someone wasn't here before, and it's here for the first time, I am going to read to you, because some people say there is no such a thing. Because really no one is talking about it. Very few people. It was in 1992 when my mentor, the place where God planted me, unveiled this truth that I didn't know. But in Psalm 40, verses 7 and 8, it says, Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will, oh my God. I delight. It's not that I am doing your will, but it has to be from within, something that you delight to do. God's will, oh my God. 
and your law is within my heart. And then we go to Hebrews 10, 7, and it says, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book, it is written on me, to do your will, O God. So we were created for a purpose. Every assignment is with the purpose of resolving a problem. So you came to this earth when you came and in the year and the date because God had a plan for you. There were people, there were uh, things you needed to do, and that's why you're here. As we have approached a new year, and we know all the prophetic words that have come forth, we need to prepare. We need to prepare mentally, we need to prepare physically, and we also need to prepare our heart, our ears to hear what God is saying and our eyes to see what he's going to show us. One of the things that the Lord has put in my heart up for you tonight is that your priority this year needs to be the Holy Spirit. That your priority this year needs to be the Holy Spirit. To know the Holy Spirit in a personal way, as well as Father God and as Jesus. One of the messages he gave me is that we need to learn how to align our life with God's plan and receive all he has for us. Unless we align our life with his plans, we won't be able to receive what he has for us. He said, be careful, and this is this has been in my heart because it is in his heart over and over. And one of the things he's saying is to be careful the people that are around us, that not everyone is for you. And you said, well, but we need supposed to witness. No, you use that as an excuse because you want to be around people that are not depositing anything in your life, but they are taking away. They're taking away your energy. They're taking away um, your intimacy with God. They're taking away anything that will drive you closer to the Holy One of Israel. And this is something that you need to know. 
God is warning us to be aligned. And this is, I wish I could, um, I don't know. This is something that is so important to me because I will not be doing what I'm doing if it was not because someone introduced me to my destiny because that person, and I will always be grateful, my spiritual father introduced me to my destiny. Why and how he introduced me to a personal relationship with God. And through a personal relationship with God and prophetic words, my destiny was unveiled. Okay, so I want to tell you that, and I'm saying this from my heart, okay? I remember many years ago when people will come to the uh, services on Friday. This is something that is real. And, and I, I want you to hear this. You see, because the spirit of religion wants to take you from God's plan and purpose because you want to follow what it is right for your eyes in the natural. But I remember people saying, we have never been in a place like this because signs and wonders, they were the normal. But they said to me over and over, the only reason we don't want to be here, even though we, want it, we, we know that we want to be here, it's because you meet on Fridays and we need to go to a church that meet on Sunday. This is not one person. This was not two, this not three, four, five, many, many, many people. And as I was preparing to share with you, I was uh, talking to the Lord and the question is, where are today those churches that these people attended? Number one. And where are they that could not come to Ministry of Fire because we met on Fridays? We met on Fridays because this is what God said we had to do. But the tradition and the religion blinded these people and the things that I have heard about many of them, and I'm not talking about new, new born again, no. People that have been in, in church for years, if they have left the church. But they didn't want, even though they knew that in ministry of fire, by the grace of God, they could find what they needed to do. The religion was so bad that they choose to, because I've been there for a long time, to stay where they died. And what God is telling us, and you will not hear too many people talking about that, but one thing that I need to tell you, this I personally, I'm not looking for members because Ministry of Fire is not a member church. 
ministry of fire is people that wants to be disciple, prepare and equip to fulfill their destiny. The comments that I had in the past is that people, because they have a gift, they come to the ministry, okay? And they want a position. I am a prophet. I am an apostle. I don't care who you are. I care what God is telling me that I need to do. If you're a prophet, okay, start cleaning the toilets. If you're an apostle, start cleaning the toilets. Because everyone that has been called and everyone that has a destiny, which everyone has a destiny, needs to learn how to serve before they can do anything else. God will never promote someone that does not need or how don't want to serve. One of the things that I will say to all of you, don't go to a church because you want to go to a church. Don't get entangled with something that it is not for you. Seek God. It is better to be home praying until God releases you to the place that he has for you. There will be consequences. They have always been. I can give you list of people that they choose to stay because they like the pastor. I am not here for you to like me. And those that been around me for a, for a while, they know that when God tells me that I have to release you, I will release you because I am not looking for your offerings or I am not looking for numbers. I'm here to obey God and nothing else. So what I need to, what is in my heart, it is be careful who you sit under. Because that will exclude you from receiving God's best. And one word that God put in my heart, and it's strong, but I have to say it, is you will die in the spirit. And this is real because I remember when I was doing, I was on the mission field outside of the United States. And I remember where I had that, Something inside of me was not, it was out of place. And the man of God called me and said to me, the Lord told me that if you don't leave that land, that place, you will die. The mercy and grace that God had in the past with us, it's gonna change now. Because the more you know, the more, the more accountable you are to God. So I want you to please listen. Don't go to a church because you wanna go. 
Don't go to a church because you like the person. Ask God, where have you planted me? Where is the place where I need to be? Because you will never accomplish anything with God because you are in disobedience. Be careful with the people that you sit under. Be careful with the people that are your friends. Be careful. Another thing that God put in my heart is stop trying to figure out God. Stop trying to figure out God. You can't, and I can't, and I probably, mm, we all should get an award for trying to figure, including me, for trying to see what is next. It's never happened. Never, never is going to happen. Because God doesn't have to tell us anything. The reason that he's telling you today that you're, after you're saved and after you have a personal relationship with God, that the next thing is know that you have a destiny. That that has to be your priority for this year. That your priority should be a relationship with the Holy Spirit like never before. He's the person and you need to know that person. And he says, without forgetting, okay, that God is there and that Jesus is there. But they, you have to take time to become one with the person of the Holy Spirit this year. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that is going to tell us where to go, when to run, and what to do. And if you don't have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, you won't hear his voice. And you will always will be asking the same question. What do I have to do? And one thing the Lord put, thank you, Holy Spirit. One thing the Lord put very clear in my heart is to tell you that when you hear all these things that are happening in the world, to stay inside your house, just pray. You remember where uh, the blood was put in the do in the doors, okay? And that's what you need to imagine that you already put the blood of Jesus in the door, and that you need to stay put. Stop running. To another place or looking for people. Stop looking for other people. Stay at home. Continue to pray. And he said, unity is going to be the key because when you have someone that has the same spirit than you, that you guys can pray, you're going to see the difference. But his priority is do not attend a church to attend a church. 
If God hasn't planted you there and you know that you know that you know, why are you there? Number two, he's saying your destiny. You have a destiny. You have an assignment. Make it your priority. I will tell you what you need to do. The word of God needs to take a whole different priority this season. The word of God needs to take a priority in this season because through the word of God, he's going to speak to you and through the word of God, he's going to guide you. The things that are going to happen in the days ahead, they are already happening. Okay. They are already happening. I was, uh, I went to a store, a big store, and I went to buy groceries. And when I finished, I wanted some cash back and they were not giving cash back. But even though it seems that I was the only one, it wasn't true. Because today I was seeing in the news that it is already happening but they are doing it very, very slowly so people will not panic and take all the money out of the bank. So please have some cash at home for emergencies. This is continuing. And one thing is for me to tell you, another thing was when I went to get the cash and I couldn't get any any cash back. Okay, so it's not the same for me to sit here and tell you what God is saying, that when you go to the store and you find yourself with a problem. Um, I have someone that is going to come and talk to you for a little while. We're going to be talking uh, back and forth. And uh, one of the things that I, I, we're going to have different people, different Fridays, but uh, because I want everyone to share their own experience. I imagine that it wasn't easy for them when we started the ministry in 19. 92, people were asking them, and I know because they asked me, people that were asking them, where do you go to church? And I know that the question is, I know they will say where? Yeah, yeah, but on Sunday, where do you go to church? That's how blinded we are because the people will ask me. So where do you go to church on Sunday? Because it's all about Sunday. And let me tell you, I have never said this, but I'm going to say it in a nice way to all of you. 
Okay. God explained to me that about the Sunday church. He said to me these words, you don't need to argue with anybody. You don't need to think or feel that you're better than anybody else. But for my ministry, you're going to meet on Fridays. And he explained it to me from his word. But I don't want you to argue with anyone. Because sometimes we can get like uh, we're better than because God told me and God showed me from the word. Why are we meeting on Fridays or either Saturday? And I never did. But I know that we have gone through a lot because people have always said, why do you meet on Fridays? We meet on Friday because that's the day God chose for us. So where do you go on Sunday? Like Friday is not enough. Like Friday is not good. So where do you go on Sunday? If God called you to be, to have church on Sunday, I respect that. But God called ministry of fire to have minister, to have church on Fridays and Saturdays. It doesn't mean that we don't meet during the week. No. We're not better than anybody else. It's just that that's what God chose. He chose the name of the ministry. He chose the time. He chose the place. He chose to send me places that I didn't want to go. Countries. He's the one that has chosen my life. He let me go from my job. But God is a God of love and compassion. He knew that before I could leave my job, he, he told me for two years and he said, prepare mentally, prepare physically, and prepare financially. Two years prior, two years to that prophecy, to the date. So what I'm saying, God is a God of order. And you need to think like now when I see all these people that they knew, this is the way that they said it. They will come to certain classes or, or workshops that we had and they will say, what I have learned in, there was a lady that been 22 years in a church and her testimony was what I have learned here. The first day of the class, I didn't learn in 22 years in my church. That was her testimony. That was not my, me. And she knew what she needed to do, but they choose to stay where they are comfortable. God will never send you to a place that you're comfortable. God will never send you to an assignment where you're comfortable. 
God will never send you to a place where you know that you know that you can do the job. Never. Because then you don't depend on him. So whatever God has sent me, it has been very uncomfortable. Because I had to depend on God, and that's what God wants for you and me. That this year will make the decision that we break away from whatever we need to break away. Because this is not about your flesh feeling comfortable. Oh, but you don't know. I know this person. Oh, are you willing to go to hell just because? Are you willing to lose your destiny? Are you willing to be in disobedience just because you want to be connected to this person? Are you willing uh, for your family to suffer the consequences of your obedience or disobedience? Those are the things I want you to think about. And I want to ask uh, Lydia to come in and um, we're going to, what I like, um, let me open my iPad. What I like Lydia to do is uh, concerning the issue of uh, church and about Fridays and all of that, have you ever had any experiences with that and i'd like you to comment go ahead blessings yes i have had issues with that um i was brought up catholic and um when i became born again the lord you know i started attending um services and i started attending services because the lord brought me to the ministry of fire it wasn't that i chose to attend the ministry of fire um, i was at a different church and they were dr gonzalez was there as a guest speaker they had announced that she was going to have a special service and a guest speaker from puerto rico was coming and i heard it and I ignored it. I was like, ah, ha, ha, ha. the service is going to be in Spanish. I speak Spanish. I understand Spanish, but I didn't really want to attend the Spanish service. Um, the, that entire week, the, I know it was the Holy Spirit was just impressing upon my heart that I needed to be there. I needed to be there. I needed to be there. Um, I didn't live in the same town where the Ministry of Fire was located. I didn't even know how to get there, but I knew I needed to be there and I was obedient and um, the Lord brought me to the ministry of fire. Um, I will say that my mother cried. Um, my family was upset that I was attending a Christian church because everyone was Catholic and no one understood. And even though God was changing me, changing the things I was doing, I was young, 24, I was no longer hanging out with friends or, or doing um, certain things. They were just grieved that I wasn't attending the Catholic church and I was attending a Christian church. They didn't see what, the, what God was doing in my life. Wow. 
Did I lose you? I'm here. Okay. Well, I remember, I'll tell you this. I remember that the day that I went to minister at uh, Lydia's church, okay, I want you to hear this. The day that I went to minister at Lydia's church, God delivered her that day, remember? God set her free from stuff that she had. She fell under the power of God, and we all rejoice because of what God has done, okay? But then, when this conference was coming, I was just talking to the Lord, and the Lord said to me, uh, you remember that girl that fell under the power of God that day? You need to ask her to come to the meeting. I didn't say anything. I don't remember at this time if I asked her or not. But one thing I remember, that when she was at the meeting, she had a lot of problems. I mean, a lot of problems. If I can say when I share a testimony, Lydia is a testimony of the grace and the mercy of God because she had a lot of problems. And God tells me when she came to the meeting, tell her she's your secretary. And I said, what? Because I couldn't believe it. You see, in the physical eye, okay, in the physical eye, there was no way. But I obey God. I obey God. Even though I could not see it. I'm telling you, you don't have no idea. I could not see it. But how many years after? 20-something years after. She's still fulfilling her destiny. Go ahead, Lydia. What, what you said made me laugh because one of my bullet points is your assignment may be in conflict with your skills. Yes. So I had no skills. I had no secretarial skills. I, God planted me in that office and I didn't know what I was doing. I had a, I had a lot of, um, I needed, a, I still needed, you know, when you're, when you're born again, really? a lot of times people think you're, you're completely healed and transformed, but there's a process. Of so course. there was a process of restoration, restoration and renewal of my mind. My mind was, was sick. It was needed to be restored. And I would be in the office and doctor would tell me, do this, do that, do this. I would write it down and forget. Yes. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. It's by the grace of God that um, because that was when God gives you an assignment, he gives you the grace to fulfill that assignment. Yes. And I'll be honest, it was times I didn't know what I was doing. I would lose stuff in the office and I would sit there and I would be like, Holy Spirit, I don't know where it is. And the Holy Spirit would just show me. It's in, the, it's in the top file cabinet in the drawer right there. Go get it. And I'll be like, so there's there's a special grace that's connected to someone when they're connected yeah. to their mentor. Yes. 
because when you have a specific assignment um, and you're in that role of being discipled and you're being mentored, your assignment is to be there to serve that person, to help them fulfill the purposes and the plans that God has for them. God is not going to do anything for you. You need to you need to sacrifice your time, serve under that person because you're there to help them fulfill their assignment, their calling. And as you're faithful in helping them fulfill their assignment and their calling, little by little, God will start revealing to you what his purpose and his plan is. But for a long season, God may give you a prophecy. He may give you a little word to just bring, you know, hope and encouragement. But for a long season, your assignment is to serve Mm -hmm. and to serve that man or woman of God to help them fulfill their, their, their destiny and their assignment. Amen. Amen. Uh, Can you share concerning uh, every time people, um, ask the question, um, you know, about going to church on Fridays. How do you dealt with that? Um, people didn't, people didn't understand, um, why the ministry was having church on Fridays. People still don't understand, you know, why the church is not meeting on Sundays. And to me, when someone doesn't understand is because they're not called to this ministry, because if you're called, um, you will understand the purpose and the reason why um, the Lord has chosen Friday. Um, I'll be honest, having the ministry meet on a Friday as a young person was my saving grace because it kept me out of a lot of problems back then. Um, So I would be in church and I would get there at six o'clock and sometimes I wasn't getting home till after midnight. Um, But I was praising and worshiping um, during the service. So um, I know God called our ministry to meet on Fridays. And if someone doesn't understand, I'm fine with it. Um, I get invited even now. Um, oh, they're, you know, do you want to do something on a Friday? I'm like, no, I have, I have service. We meet on Fridays and they're like, okay, I'll get invited to other people's churches. Or sometimes people ask me, oh, you know, do you have a church home? I was like, oh yeah, I I do. Our, our ministry meets online. Oh, um, do you want to come to our church? And I respectfully in a nice way decline because God hasn't called me there and I'm not going to go somewhere where he hasn't sent me to um, expose myself um, to a spiritual atmosphere where I I don't belong. And that's to put it in a nice way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the problem is that when you go to a a place where you don't belong, where God hasn't planted you, God will not protect you. Okay? Because the Bible is very clear. He says, I will plant you by the rivers of waters. It is that that person that God has sat you under uh, is going to have everything that you need for you to fulfill your destiny. Because what it's in, in God's mind, okay, it's all to, for you to fulfill your destiny. Other than that, there is nothing else. God's plan for you is for you to fulfill your destiny. It's not to go to college. All of that is extra. God plans for you and me is to fulfill your destiny. 
That's the only thing that he cares after you become born again. Why? Because your destiny has to do, and remember this, your destiny has to do with helping somebody else. Everybody's destiny, everybody's assignment is to help or resolve a problem. Okay? You might resolve one kind of problem. The other one is going to resolve another problem. But assignment, destiny, God created you to come to earth and resolve someone else's problem. And that's what is so important. And God was showing me and telling me that the reason the world is the way it is, it is because the body of Christ, after they um, become born again, what they do is nothing. They just sit in a church for 20, 25 years. And that's not the reason God created us. God created us to, God didn't say uh, to make members. God says to disciples. We need to disciple the people. In other words, for them not to depend on us, but depend on Almighty God and fulfill their destiny. Our job is to take them where they are and bring them up so they can fulfill their destiny. And I'm going to be honest with you, okay? That's the way God created. But me as a leader today, I have to say that the majority of the, the a, a great percentage, and I'll say at least 75% of the body of Christ is out of place. I don't want to say 99.99, but I'll say 75% of the body of Christ is out of place. And that's why the world the consequences of the world being the way it is now is because you are me. Because we have chosen not to hear God and not to obey him. So the whole world is suffering because of us. Because it's not because of the people outside the church. Because they don't know God. But the church is suffering because you and me. Because we haven't taken our place. We're still babes. They still have to feed us milk. So the whole world is suffering. And my question to you is, are you going to allow the, the, the world to continue suffering in 2023 or are you going to take the place? One thing I need to say is this. The church is very immature. There is no uh, wisdom. There is no discernment. People sit under anybody just because it's a church. Now is they sit under anybody just because it's a prophetic ministry or because of signs and wonders and we are wrong. You need to be planted and you need to be under the person that God ordained for you to be planted. 
And this is in God's heart because I was asking after everything that I've been teaching you guys, I was asking God and I said, Lord, what's next now? Their destiny, because that's what you were created. That's what I was created for. We are so immature. We cannot recognize what it is of God and what it is not of God. We just sit under anybody just because I like the person. I, it's, I think that it's okay for me to be there knowing that you're destroying. First, you're in disobedience and not, you're destroying what God wants to do in you. God cannot do anything in you or through you unless you obey. And that's why he said that uh, this year we needed to stop trying to figure out God because we're always trying to figure out God, including me. And we need to stop with this project that I am doing. I'm, I'm a little bit, um, you know, worried, maybe not worried, but I wish it could be faster because I know. And I, I have to go to God and I say, Lord, this is going slower than I thought. But you see, and it, it probably it is true, but God always have an answer. So he spoke to me and he gave me an answer. He said, while you wait, in, especially in this time, while you wait, this is what you have to do. And it makes so much sense. And I'm at peace. Because one of the problems that we have is that, okay, it's okay. I'm not going to be born again. I'm not going to surrender my life to God today, but I will do it tomorrow. Tomorrow has never been promised. So I felt like that. And I said, no, I, God says, occupy while I come. But he's so merciful and he's so, so faithful that he said, no, what you need to do while you wait is do this. Immediately, the peace that passes all understanding came to me. Immediately. And that's what you need to do. Even concerning people that are around you. People around you, this 2023, you're going to have to leave a lot of people behind. And you say, I don't have anybody. Don't say that because I said that to God. And I said, Lord, what else can you take? I remember this is a testimony for you. You, since the beginning, took my family away. You took my job away. You took the people that I knew away. I don't, what else can you take? I don't have anything else. Do you know what happened? I never thought about it. I have a dog. I had a dog that I loved dearly because it was a gift when I was in the mission field. You know what God did? God took it away. 
he told me what to do. You need to get rid of the dog. So we need to be careful what we say, because I didn't realize that until later on. This is a way of living. Reading the word of God, talking to God is a way of living. If you're cooking, talk to God. If you are washing, talk to God. Whatever you're doing, because who else can you talk to? Concerning where God wants you to be planted. Pray, pray. When God gives you a place that you need to be planted, it doesn't matter what it is, okay? Because eventually churches will not mean meet again. Churches are gonna be online. The church as it is, is gonna disappear. So I've been doing this for, I, I was uh, shocked when the COVID came. Um, you see, we didn't have any problem because we've been meeting online for over five or six years. So we continue doing what we are doing. It was not a difference for us. And then all those people that spoke against and, you know, they did not like it and whatever, whatever, what, what's, what, I mean, they understood. So maybe it is possible that this is what God wants for us. Go ahead, Lydia, anything else that is in your heart? When you were talking, what I thought was um, really important what you said is that when we have an assignment, there's there's a group of people that are specific, specifically assigned that we need to minister to, we need to evangelize to, that are going to be in our path in our assignment. So it's 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 really important when we have this assignment and God starts revealing. The most important thing that God is looking for is obedience, obedience to to the assignment and to be faithful. That was um, some of the points I had put down. Um, so when we're obedient, it just, especially to our assignment, it opens up the door of supernatural favor. Because when God gives you an assignment, he's not going to give you an assignment like Dr. Gonzalez said that you can do in the natural God is going to give you an, an impossible assignment, an impossible destiny that if you close your eyes and you try to do it in the natural, you're going to be get stressed out and overwhelmed because there's no way you can fulfill that assignment. God, you need to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit on what he's calling you to do. Um, and honestly, there's consequences if you... Um, there's consequences that if you if you refuse to carry out your assignment, you and your family will suffer. And also there's corporate consequences um, that impacts not only you, but it also impacts um, the ministry you're assigned to. So God is faithful. God is always watching over his word um, to make sure that his words and his plans are fulfilled. 
but he's always looking to make sure um, that he's always looking at our heart um, to make sure that we're doing everything with a clean heart and we're being obedient to him. So Dr. Gonzalez always stresses obedience, obedience, obedience. God's not looking for us to be perfect. He's looking for us to be obedient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that um, uh, Lydia can give you examples uh, when the Lord um, spoke to, how did I come to be in ministry? Maybe this is something that you would like to know. How did I come to be in ministry? Well, um, I was attending a, um, I was in transition. That's me. I was uh, in a denominational church for 10 years. And one day the Lord, which at that time I thought that I was crazy, told me not to go back to the church. And, uh, I knew that it was the voice of God, even though I couldn't say that it was the voice of God because this was at the beginning. And I went to a church and from that church, I met a prophet um, just to visit that church. I met a prophet and God connected me with a prophet. After six months of going to, from, from the state that I lived before to New York, they were two and a half hours each way from, so I will have to go on Sunday, two and a half hours and two and a half hours coming back. Um, one thing is that the first time that I went there and I still have that prophecy written down, it was in September, 1992, uh, the Lord spoke and he said that I have, uh, tried to find that place but the enemy wanted to keep me away from my destiny. Remember, I have never listened to these words before, never heard the words. And uh, I was shocked. And this is, yeah, the, the enemy wanted to keep you away from this place. And this is all new because I didn't know God spoke. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know. But what I am saying to you, it is that that day, I I just I was just amazed how God will in his busy schedule will take the time to speak to me. And that day and uh, on the days ahead, the Lord immediately started ministering prophetically to me. But it was not a process of me two years since the first prophetic word that I received. Okay, and I was I consider myself a being a stable person. And I was, I had a foundation from the Baptist church. So, uh, you know, it took, uh, the, the first prophetic word was in 1992. And in 1994, uh, for the first time, through the voice of my spiritual father, the Lord sent me to a country to minister. And the prophetic word was, exactly what happened and God healed a lot of people uh, many people were set free and this is my I have to say this was my first experience and that's why God says I have called you to be a, a uh, the first one was a teacher I have called you to be a, um, a, a pastor I have called you to be and through the years God has will promote you to be 
an apostle, however he wants to do it, even though it's the same assignment, but however God wants to do it. So that's how I came into my ministry. So um, you said, if that was, was that a confirmation that it was in your heart? No, it was not a confirmation because I didn't even know what a ministry was. But I remember when God says, I'll call you to bring the water to those thirsty places, you see? And leaders, things like that, since the beginning is when I realize that, wow, in 1994, I was ordained. And that's uh, at the end of that year, uh, I was sent out to uh, to this, this country to minister. And really, I have to say, God was with me because we saw miracles after miracles after miracles. So what I am saying, God used the prophet. And it was not a confirmation. So many people say, oh, that's a confirmation that is in your heart. It wasn't for me. Maybe I'm the only case, but it wasn't for me because I did not know what ministry was. So how can the Lord speak to you? I think that the first thing that uh, he will do is put that desire in your heart. You know, it's something that you that you say, wow, I'd like to maybe feed the, hung the hungry or or work with this or children, whatever God wants you to do. And that is going to be there for, remember, the first thing for many, many, many people is build a foundation. Most of the people, they come from the church and they don't have a foundation. I came from a church where the word of God, it was the priority. So, I, uh, and I was there for 10 years. So I had a foundation about the word of God, but according to their you know, they don't believe in profit. They didn't believe in this, that, and the other, but I had a foundation. There are other people that go through a process and then you go through a process and that process will never finish. I still going through the process. Three years ago, I went through a process because I was in the wilderness for three years. I'm in the process of healing now and restoration. So there is always going to be a process. If you have any questions that you want us to uh, answer or anything that is in your heart, please let us know. Send us a chat because we're here to help you. My desire and God's desire and that this ministry desire is to help you grow so you can fulfill your destiny. Remember that the Bible is clear when he says, when we see Jesus and he said, uh, oh, but in your name, I cast out demons. But in your name, I prophesy. And then the Lord says, depart from me, workers of iniquities. My question to you is, what do you think it happened there? Go ahead, Lydia. I'm, I'm looking at, I wrote a lot of bullets and I think it's amazing that a lot, a lot of the things I was going to say, you just say, um, so God is a God of order. Um, I know one of the key things you always said, and I remember is that God uses a prophet to unlock your destiny yes. and unveil your purpose and in, in your assignment. A prophet is key to your destiny. 
Um, and it's the, the office of the prophet because they come in and God has given them a special ability to just unlock and reveal. Um, so a lot of churches, you know, don't accept the prophetic. They don't understand the prophetic. They don't believe that prophets exist. But prophets are part of the fivefold ministry and they're key and instrumental to the last days. God is going to be using the prophetic mightily to, to raise up his army um, and just to train and equip. That's why it's important for all of us sitting under Dr. Gonzalez to, you know, to um, to take these teachings and just be discipled because eventually God will, um, God is going to use us to help and equip other people. I just want to encourage people that are listening that if you are feeling, you know, a little lost or a little confused or, you know, you don't really know your purpose, just spend time in God's presence. As you spend time in God's presence, your God is going to start revealing and you're going to start discovering your placement and your purpose um, that, that God has for you. So I just want to encourage people that if you're listening and you you don't know what your purpose is, you don't know what your assignment is, um, you might be feeling a little confused, just spend time in int intimacy with the Lord. Spend time in his presence and he'll start disclosing and revealing um, the plans that he has for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lydia. But, um, you know, stay tuned because... Um, if you receive anything else from the Lord, just uh, feel free to do it. One of the things is that the Lord um, uh, wants to clarify it is uh, you have a destiny. Okay, you do have a destiny. Every one of us have a destiny. So God wants you to... Um, God wants you to understand from this day forth that you have an assignment to fulfill. That God created you and that there is a book. I gave you the, uh, the uh, uh, Bible uh, verses. Uh, that there is a book that your name is written and everything that you're supposed to accomplish, it is written there. Okay? So one day when that book is open, we are going to be judged by that book. And what does it mean when he says, in your name, cast out demons? In your names, we prophesy. In your name, in your name, in your name. It is because those things that that person did, it was not their destiny. As you travel and as I travel all over the world, you find uh, pastors that have a, a, a hard time with prophets, okay, because they have come, prophets, they have come to their churches to split their churches. And I do understand that. So they have avoided prophets. And there are others that uh, in a pastor's meeting that I had, they asked me the question. He said, uh, being a prophet, nobody 
invites me to their churches. So I decided to become a pastor. This is real. This was in a pastor's meeting. We had probably over 50 to 50 to 75 pastors. And this was the question he said to me, to us, because he shared with everybody. So now what I did is I started my own church because the pastors, they are afraid of me. So know that all those things happen. I don't go to anybody's church, which I don't do, okay? That's something that I try to accept God sends me. Um, I don't like to go to anybody's churches to preach. Uh, but when somebody, if I was, and I have done it, I am at the moment that I come into that building, I am under the power, under the respect and the authority of the man of God. It doesn't matter that I'm a prophet or an apostle and he's just a pastor. It does not matter. If he tells me not to prophesy, I cannot prophesy. Because I am under his authority. And remember, you don't go to a church, you know, just to uh, win people to bring to your church. That is wrong. And I understand why people, what pastors feel that way, because it happens a lot. It really, really, really happens a lot. So one of the things that God wants you to know, it is that uh, not everybody that has been called has been commissioned. Okay, I don't have the time today to talk about it, but I will next week. Not every one that is called has been commissioned. And we'll talk about next week. The other one is remember you don't pick the church because you cannot go to a church just because you like the person or because you think. And these are things God wants us to put our life in order. The reason that he's saying to us all of this is because he wants us to understand again that he has an assignment, that you need to fulfill it, that you cannot just go and sit under anybody because that doesn't work like that. It is he the one that plants you. So you don't pick the church. And then also we're going to talk about next week about the motives. You know, why do we, and, and this happens a lot, and I just feel so bad for pastors because they must break their heart because they, they break my heart. Uh, people that come and they said, uh, God sent me to this church and then they have an agenda and they want you to uh, put them in a position of, of uh, whatever position of power. And when you don't do it because you hear God, they leave. And this is a lot of people, a lot of people. You see, the problem is that they don't have a foundation. They don't have character. They don't have integrity, and that's why they act like that. When you know and understand 
the call of God in your life and this is working for God, you don't go to another church looking for members or disciples. No, but they do it. They do it because they lack discernment, they lack uh, character, and they lack integrity. Uh, I, I praise God that today I can sit here before you and say that after so many years, I was under my spiritual father for two, uh, 10 years. And I have to tell you that I, until this day, I was thinking and talking to God. I, I have to say he's a man of character. He's a man of his word. He's a man of integrity. And you say, so why did you uh, left or why? Because God said, and I understood this, God said that I, I had to learn to hear God's word and I had to learn myself to move to the next level of ministry. And uh, I, I remember it's like Lydia that, Lydia said that those Friday service saved my life. And I have to say that uh, the, the same way, I feel the same way because it was time for you to um, listen, learn to listen to God, learn to do things, only asking God and the Holy Spirit. I have always had people around me. I have always people around me that I can ask questions. What do you think about this? I don't take decisions just because I'm a prophet and I know it all. No, 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 no. I have people around me. I pray, I trust God. And again, I always ask those around me because I have other people that we work together that can guide me. So being alone is not from God. Remember that you always need people around you. So the, the reason that uh, is in our heart, why we want to be ministry. Okay. Why do we want to prophesy? We need to be careful because many times, many times it's just because we want to be known because we want to have power, because we want to have control over other people. And um, you need to be very, very, very careful of the reason. Um, if you have a question, I would love to answer that question for you. But if you don't have any questions, we're going to pray. We have a prayer request. And um, let me get the prayer request. And we're going to pray for that person. Before I pray for that person, I am going to pray for those that are listening. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this class today, this podcast. I thank you, Father God, because it is in your heart for all of us to understand that you have a plan and a purpose for us that we must fulfill. Lord, you have commanded us to serve and serve from the heart. Father, 
we thank you for tonight. We thank you, Lord, and I pr uh, pray that everyone is clear in their minds that they don't choose the church they want to go, that they have you have a plan and a purpose, Father God, that you will equip them, that you will prepare them to do that assignment. Lord, I thank you because you are God, and I thank you because you're touching their heart. You are uh, planting those seeds, Lord, of this podcast to, tonight in their heart that you will give them clarity, Lord. You will let them know the people they have to let go. You, Father God, you will open their eyes to see, Lord, because the only thing you want is for them to be your sons and daughters and to fulfill your destiny. And Father, I thank you because you are God, you're mighty, and you are powerful, Lord. And tonight, Lord, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for being here, Lord. Uh, we're going to pray, and I want everyone to touch and agree with me. Um, there is someone that needs uh, healing uh with the uh, the legs and really what they have is a blood issue but father 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 creator of everything lord you have heard the petition you know who this person is lord and Father, I, uh, we ask you together because we're touching and agree that you're the only one that can do a miracle. It is our job to believe, and tonight we believe. It is our job to pray, and tonight we pray, Father God. Lord, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for this, the healing. I thank you for total reconstruction of the blood vessels, Father God. I thank you, Lord. For you are mighty and you are God and you are working even in her legs, on in his legs, Father God, in this person's legs, you're working in it. Father God, you are even massaging their feet, Lord, at this time. And Lord, we give you the praise and we give you the glory. If you don't do it, nobody else will do it because you are the only one that came to heal to make us whole, Father God. Lord, I thank you. Thank you and I thank you. This person is blessed from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet. Father, I thank you. I break the power of the enemy over this sickness in Jesus' name. You must go. You let this person go in Jesus' name. You don't have no, uh, mm, you don't have no permission to trespass in Jesus' name. Go back to those dry and uninhabited place until judgment day in Jesus' mighty name. And we give you the glory and the honor forever and ever and ever. Well, you are blessed. You are have been made whole. And uh, you are the head and not the tail. You are above and never beneath. Keep seeking the Holy Spirit, like God said, reading the Word of God in a different way, seeking to know Him better, and trust God 
trust God like you have never trusted God before because things are not well. The prophet has spoken, and I'm telling you in my heart, the only thing that we have is our mighty God. God bless. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week again. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor by the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation.